man, I got a call and my agent hit me. I was, you know, no cap. I was working out and he was like, hey, man, you know, we just got an interest from a team. I'm like, OK, cool. Who? And it was like New England. I said, I said, hold on. Like, how's, how is me and Belichick going to mesh? You know what I'm saying? We have to talk about the elephant in the room. And it's like, you know you who you you coming after. And I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah. What he was, what he is, is great. Needs no even talking about it. But one thing about it, though, you... <laughs> Coach McDaniels, you able to, to call some stuff that you ain't never been able to call now. This is the Wally and Warren Sports Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Wally and Warren Sports Podcast. My name is Warren Terry, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Wally Barrett. We truly appreciate you tuning in. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wally underscore Warren and can listen to us on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts to name a few. On today's podcast, it's all going to be about Cam Noon signing with the New England Patriots. What you just heard was a soundbite from a YouTube video called The Bigger Picture in which Cam Noon was joined by Odell Beckham, Todd Gurley, and Victor Cruz. And he went into depth about following up Tom Brady as a New England Patriots potential starting quarterback and kind of what he can bring to the table to the offense of the New England Patriots in the future. We are also blessed today to have our first guest on the Wally Warren Sports Podcast, our New England Sports Insider, Vlad, who's going to give us his opinion and insight on Cam Newton signing in New England for this upcoming football season. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Ever since this particular man was released by the Carolina Panthers, I'm talking about Cameron Jarrell Newton. You may have speculated whether or not Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and the Patriots would make the move since we lost Tom Brady if they would jump the gun and go ahead and try to sign Cam Newton. And guess what, brother? They did. They signed his ass to a ridiculous contract, only $550,000 guaranteed, $1.5 million contract for one year, $7.5 million if he reaches all of his senses. Brother, I'm excited. I cannot wait to see what Bill Belichick is going to do with Cam Newton. Bro, I mean, I know, I know you're on the same page as me. Man, I don't know, bro. At first, when I, when I, when I heard, I was excited. Then, I thought about it. You know, the last couple of podcasts we've been talking about is who we've been talking about? We've been talking about Cameron, not Cam. You're excited <laughs> because you think you're getting Cam. I'm fucking hesitant because I've seen we are getting Cameron. I don't know, bro. Come on, Wally. Come on. Isn't this better than Jared Stidham? <laughs> you know what? I don't know too much about uh, Stidham, so I can't talk exactly, too much about Exactly, exactly. But look, I, this is what I know about Cam. Cameron. In the last three years, when we've seen Cameron, you know, he hasn't been productive. He's been on the decline since the Super Bowl MVP season. And all of a sudden, Cam, who was running in the end zone, you know, showing that Superman, and then he became Cameron. And I just, I lost touch. And I'm still losing touch until I, I see Cam. If, are we getting Cam? I don't think so. We're getting Cameron. Cameron has a uh, bad pocket presence. Cameron has bad mechanics. Cameron, I don't know if he knows the, uh, I don't know if he's going to study the, 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 the intricacies in the in in in, in the uh, 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 playbook for for New England, and we all know that playbook is extremely complicated. We've seen guys come in, such as Ocho Cinco, who is very very capable of putting production on the field, come into New England and couldn't be trusted by Tom Brady and staff. Can Cam be trusted? I mean, excuse me, can Cameron be trusted? I don't know, man. I'm nervous. I know after his 2015 season, his MVP 
beast season, he's been on the downhill. And then, and then the last year, 2019, he only played two games. And then he was just, they shut him down. And that's probably the, the main reason why he's lasted this long. And we didn't get a chance. I mean, he, he waited to like a month post the season sign because everybody's worried about what injuries they got. Because the Carolina Panthers destroyed this man. 6'5", 250. He was a quarterback, but they used him, you know, I mean, he was a quarterback slash halfback. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he was in fantasy football, you would have to be able to put him in two flex positions because he ain't just us a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? That's how they use him to destroy them. But he's been healthy for a year. I mean, hold hold, hold, on. Is he healthy? Oh, I think he is, my brother. I think he is. I think Bill Belichick has done his due diligence. And I also think that this playbook can be dumbed down because of the things that Cam can do athletically. His ability to get out the pocket, his ability to escape, to add time for the route runners, man. Those things that Tom Brady can't do. That's why Tom Brady didn't like Chad Ogletinko. Man, look, bro, I need you here then. Not when you want. I need you here then. He's meticulous. The timing has to be perfect. I, I think he buys the receivers and the offense a little bit more time with his athleticism. And opens up a playbook in a way we've never seen Bill Belichick have it before. You have to admit that, man. You have to admit that. How many? What? What, what? is Cam's percentage? What is Cam's percentage? His throwing percentage? It's like, below sixty. Eighty-six point one. It's eighty-six point one QB rating for his career. I'm not talking about his eighty. I'm not talking about QBR rating. I'm talking about his throwing accuracy percentage. What is Cam's? He's never been. He's never been. He's never been over sixty-five, sixty-seven percent accurate quarterback. What, what, I mean, what are we? What, what, what are we talking here? We've talked plenty of times in the NFL you have to be accurate the fact that Cam is get excuse me Cameron is getting older Cameron has weight uh on his body you know what I mean and when I say weight I mean not as in not in as in physical weight meaning I'm talking about weight as in injuries you know that's what I'm talking about. And again, his mechanics, the older he gets, the more athleticism that he it is in decline. Cameron came into the league and he was phenomenal. Ham came into the league and he was phenomenal. Why? Because he was just super athletic young kid. Now, how old is Cameron? Cameron's in his 30s. You know what I mean? 31. He's 31. Is he athletic? We see even his body deteriorate. He's injuries. Yeah, He's had a bum shoulder. The- he has a bum, he has a bum toe. You know, He's already been. We've already seen Cameron to his in regards to his uh, his his mannerisms. You know what I mean. When the team gets down, can he be that leader? You know, Yo, we've seen so, it so. on the sidelines. Cameron with the towel over his head. Are we gonna are we gonna accept that? Tom Brady doesn't do that. Tom Brady didn't do that. Tom Brady was cursing people out. Tom Brady. I've never seen. I've never seen. I've never seen. I've never seen Cameron cursing on offensive coordinator on the sideline like Tom Brady's done. Throwing the damn. Tom Brady can curse on the ground. You know why? Because at the end of the day, Tom Brady can curse a coordinator. Why? Because he has six rings. That's why. But you don't think that him going, is, you, you don't think this is like a mutualistic beneficial relationship for both of them. All right. Because the NFL free agency, I mean, we, we weren't going to go out and just spend a shit ton of money on a quarterback out in the free agency market right there. It really wasn't that great. Who was going to bring Philip Rivers or somebody? We, I mean, we're, we really weren't going to do something like that. You get him for the low, low. He's super athletic. He's motivated. That's what he seems like with all the social media stuff. I mean, and then Bill Belichick, you know, I think he's I mean, what do we always talk about? He sees what you he sees what you do well and he exploits that and doesn't ask you to do nothing more than that. And I can't I don't see why he wouldn't do the same with Cam Newton. This is what you can do. I'm going to let you just just manage my offense. Try to keep the turnovers down as much as possible. See what you can do. My defense is one more focus because the defense is still stopped. It's a perfect situation. It's much better than Jared Siddham. To me, we went from really not making the playoffs to making a run in the playoffs. Put 
putting all your eggs in the basket? Are you are you basically saying that now that because we have Cam, uh, Jared Stidham is no longer a potential starting quarterback? Are you? No, yeah, no, Jared Stidham's not starting. No, no. So, so you're putting all your eggs in the basket. You, basically, you're saying, hey, we got Cam for the low low. Cam's going to be our guy. Cam, Cameron Jarrell Newman is going to start for the New England Patriots game one. Dude, Cameron's not starting if he doesn't understand, if he doesn't know that playbook. Cameron's not starting if he's not healthy. Cameron's not starting if we see any type of uh, deterioration in Cameron. He's not starting. If he, and if he is starting, he's going to get pulled in week three. He <laughs> might make it to week what five. Are you, what are you talking? Why are you hating on this man like this, dog? What are you talking about? I told you this. Pl- what are you talking about? I told you this a million times. I told Carolina they had to come off Cameron Newton, and they did. So I've already was, I've already been I've already been right with that. People were sitting there saying, "Oh, we love Cam, we love Cameron." Dude, I told I said, "Look, the face of the franchise for Carolina is not Cameron Newton anymore. It's 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 it's, 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 it's MC3 right now. All right. So we I already called it that the organization needed to move away from. But now, Cam. but now, but now you're calling that if he starts week one, he's going to be sitting week three, and Jerry Stidham's going to start. If Cameron doesn't produce, if Cameron doesn't know the playbook, if Cameron can't, so you don't think he's going to not know it that much, or he's going to be benched? If Cameron's still uh, holding on to the ball, if Cameron's throwing off his back foot, if Cameron's not completing passes, which we've seen Cameron do the last two to three years. In Carolina offense, which holds on to the ball too too much. We've seen it. We've Ron, we've criticized Ron, Ron Cameron on Vera it. In the Carolina Panthers, offensive scheme was deplorable. It was deplorable. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying Cam Newton's accuracy is on point like 100, like top tier, but he's a, he's a mid tier accuracy quarterback. And put in a system like we have, where we dink and dunk and dive with Roddy White and Julie Edelman, small slants and quick routes and all this other type of stuff, where he doesn't have to make a whole no, they'll, they'll, they'll dumb it down. They'll make it easy for him. I'm trying to tell you, they're going to exploit his strengths, not not focus on his weakest weaknesses. You know, they're not going to make him do a whole bunch of five step drops and bombing out. We don't even have the receivers for that. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, that's another thing. Oh, thank you. Who's he? Who's he passing to? We have uh, Julian Edelman, which yeah, Julian Edelman has been playing with Tom Brady for the last ten years who literally relies on Tom Brady in accuracy and timing. You're not getting that from Cameron anymore. You're not getting that from Cameron. So Edelman, his his the, what makes Edelman great is about timing. He literally finds the open spot. Tom Brady will, will, will hyper-focus on him or, or he just knows where he is in that split amount of second and he gets open. If Cameron's holding the ball, Edelman is not getting open. He's not. But Cameron's not going to be just holding the ball, man. The, the thing like when, first of all, I mean, Skaggs is not there anymore, but the offensive line is probably going to have a better scheme and be better than what the Carolina Panthers offensive line is going to has been for Cameron over the last few years. And I think with the with the with the running backs we have, with the receivers we have, I understand it's just Edelman, Nikhil Harry, Muhammad Sanu. Marquise Lee was the newly added Marquise, receiver. Marquise Lee. And then we got a couple of rookies that we have two rookie tight ends who I think they're going to use a lot, which I think there were sleepers in the draft. I've done a lot of homework on these guys. They're, they're I'm, you know, they, I mean, I think they're going to contribute, but I just, you know, I, I just, I'm not going to sleep on Bill Belichick. He did this for a reason. He got him for a discount. I don't think, I, I'm, I'm excited, man. What else? Jared Stidham? Come on, man. But you know why Bill Belichick did this? Why? why? Because he understands that he could get Cameron Luke Newton for the low low. And, you know, when you get a caliber player like Cameron, which I'm not saying he's a bad, he's not a bad player. You, we've seen Cam do excellent things. Um, but, you know, uh, Bill Belichick is all about, uh, you know, is all about an advantage. You know what I mean? If I can get this guy on the low low, I'm not investing a lot of money in him. You know what I mean? He's getting them literally for the league minimum. And then he put in the symptoms on the back of his contract. And, yeah, he can make up to 7.5. But 
his investment is extremely low. Why not? I get it. And, you know, his upside is tremendous. Just, just, I just want you to, I, I, want, I want you to stop hating it him, brother. Nothing to do, it's nothing to do with, it's, not, it's nothing to do with nothing but risk versus management. I, I want you to stop hating on the brother and just, just admit that this situation is beneficial for both parties. Yeah, I think it's beneficial. That was never my argument. I just don't know why you're not elated to, I, I just don't know why you're not elated to have an NFL MVP, uh, you know, 58 t- rushing touchdowns, 4,800 rushing yards, 29,000 passing yards. 182 um, passing touchdowns. I mean, he's on our squad right now with Bill Belichick. I mean, bro, I mean... Am I excited? I'm excited to get Cam Newton. I'm not excited to get Cameron. Who are we seeing? Well, we don't know. I mean, if I'm the guy for the last two years that's been in Carolina and he's been walking around with the with the bonnets and the, and, and the oversized male man purses and you know he in his in in, in in his production on the field has been deterioration because of his health and because of just he's just deteriorated because of age and and when you have age he's deteriorating because of age going down. Yeah, he's deteriorating that's because of Cameron. age. He's deteriorating because of age and the hits that he's taking because of the running he's had to do. He's, he's been, still going to take hits. He's we playing in the National Football League. He's going to take hits, but he's going to take far less hits being in New England than he did in Carolina. You have to admit that. It only takes one hit, Warren. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it only takes one hit. Have you seen that? We, 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 what happened in the preseason? It took one hit from the Patriots for his foot to go out. That's why he has a foot injury that took him literally out for the rest of the season. That happened in a preseason Patriots game. Mm-hmm. Remember that. It happened in a preseason Patriots game. Literally, maybe the third series. I got, I got you. I, I got you. I it know. takes one I know. hit. I know it takes one hit. I know, but it's football. It takes one hit, just like it took one hit every time we seen Tom Brady go down. But he got back up. Look, this man got—he's—he's he's the Tom most. Brady hit. Hit he's the most. Well, Julian Edelman can teach him some of that shit. All right, <laughs> I'm sure Julian Edelman still goes to fucking TB12 in in fucking Cambridge or Newton, where the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? But you know what? Anyway, look, speaking about New England, because I can't talk to you about. It, we need to talk to an expert, man. We got our number one New England Patriot insider, Vlad. Vlad is, uh, you know, he's a native New Englander, lifetime Patriots fan, graduate of Brown University. He's also the commissioner member and champion of the great Hall of Fame Champions Fantasy Football League, which is arguably the greatest fantasy football league in the world. And we're going to go to him right now to try to get some talking some sense on here besides what you're talking. We are now joined by our number one New England Patriots inside of Vlad, Wally and Warren Sports Podcast. Man, we are extremely happy that you're joining us right now because Wally and I are kind of going through it with the signing of Cam Newton in New England and everything. I think it is absolutely wonderful that Cameron Jarrell Newton is joining us. Wally is on some bullshit. It's like, what's the point? I don't, I don't really get it. You, with the expertise that you have being our number one Patriots insider, you're still living in New England and everything like this. I'd love to know your opinion about how all this went down. And what you think is going to be, be like for the New England Patriots this year with Cameron at the helm? Yeah, well, first of all, fellas, appreciate y'all having me joining joining this podcast with you two astute, well versed. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, sportscaster. So, um, damn, <laughs> I'm a fan, man. So, you know, I think you got to look at it from a couple different perspectives. Number one, um, I, I think it's a classic New England Patriot move. So, you know, with the with Brady moving on and Belichick always looking at the balance of his entire team roster, where you'll never see, and, and you know. 
history supports this, you'll never see Belichick dump money into one position. You know, he's all about spreading value across his roster. He's all about getting people either on rookie contracts to overperform those rookie contracts or finding these free agents who, for whatever reason, um, have either been given up on their teams, um, have either, you know, they're in the last deal of, of, a, of, a, of a major free agent signing, or there's leverage. So to me, this is a classic New England leverage situation where you got Cam Newton, who has, you know, demonstrated in the past when supported, when healthy, number one, two, when supported by, you know, a team, a coach, a vision that puts him in the best path to be successful, he can shine. And I don't think that's disputable. Now, given his past injury history, and frankly, the fact that the Panthers made an organizational decision to move on, and given the COVID environment that we're in, where we can't get in front of teams, there's questions about his, you know, his injury status and his ability to perform at a high level, that all fits the New England, you know, the New England Patriot way of doing business, right? So currently in a quarterback room, you've got Jarrett Stidham, you know, fourth round pick, second year on a rookie deal. You've got Brian Hoyer, who's basically an insurance policy. And then you bring in Cam Newton on a veteran minimum with tons of incentives, all driven to make him perform so that he can maximize that value, probably not in New England next year. It all adds up to me to a classic New England situation. If he is healthy, I think he's actually going to have a strong year. MVP, I would say no, but I don't think he needs to be an MVP to perform for the Patriots. No, I think the Patriots this year are going to be the Patriots of 2001 to 2006, where they're going to rely on a a tough offensive line. They're going to rely on a versatile backfield. They're going to expect performance from a rookie class that on paper looks, I would say, decent. And you've got some second year players who need to step up, like, you know, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry, got Edelman. So all in all, I think it's a plus. I mean, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, what have you lost? You've lost the veteran minimum. Um, And then you've got Jared Stidham and possibly a top round pick going into next year for, you know, the QB class. So all in all, I mean, I think it's a high risk, you know, high risk, high reward situation or low risk, high reward situation. Here's my here's my take, Vlad. And it is awesome that, you know, that you've actually been able to, you know, join us. Here's my pick. I love what you said. But at the end of the day, who are we getting? Are we getting Cam or are we getting Cameron? Cameron (laughs) is what we saw for the last three years. The guy is deteriorating. His health is deteriorating. His his pass accuracy is deteriorating. His his athleticism is deteriorating. His his whole mantra of man purses and and head bonnets. I don't I don't know what that is. And that's why I call him Cameron. If I get the guy Cam, who was the MVP, who came into league, tore it up, you know, and and brought the brought the face of the Carolina Panthers, or was the face of the Carolina Panthers. I'm cool with that guy. I don't think that we're going to get Cam. I just don't think we're going to get him. And that's my problem. Yeah, I feel you. But here's where I think you're wrong. So I don't think we need Cam, MVP Cam, 2015 Cam, tearing it up the league Cam. You know, I think if we get 75% of that Cam, I would say even 50% of that Cam, we got a playoff team. And if Cameron shows up in Foxborough, the leverage that Cameron had in Carolina, he does not have in New England. Because Belichick ain't going to put up with that bullshit. Belichick's going to say, the first day you show up with a three-pick game where you don't protect the football, you don't execute the offense, and you show up in a press conference with a fedora, and some tight-fitted bullshit, you're gone. You're, you're gone. And Jarrett Stedham, it's your time. So I think the Cameron that you're talking about could be Cameron in Carolina because he's the franchise guy, number one pick, MVP, took him to a Super Bowl, not feeling the love. So I'm going to start acting like a little punk and deal with it. And Carolina dealt with it. So I think this point, unless he ever wants to get a big contract again and, and be the man, he's going to have to be, at least try to be Cam. Will he be Cam? No, I don't think so. But again, I don't think he needs to be. You know, and I, I totally agree with that 
right there too because he's no i mean he, he looks dumb but he's no dummy he understands that this opportunity right here at 31 years old coming off injury joining the patriots this could be this could make or break him this could be him being getting another contract a decent contract to end his career or he's going to be holding the clipboard or out the league for the rest of this time in the nfl if he does not i'm not saying he like like vlad said he doesn't have to be an mvp he doesn't have to, you know, go to the Super Bowl. But if, he, if to me, if he takes the Patriots to the playoffs and maybe even wins a, play, a playoff game, that's like I told you before, before Vlad uh, joined our conversation. To me, that's way more expectations than I have now than I did with Jared Stidham at the helm. Okay, well, actually brings me to a good, I, I think that really brings you to a good point because that was my next question for both you guys. What are we happy with as being New England fans? Uh, or You know what I mean? What are we happy with with, with uh, what Cam can do? Is, are we happy if Cam wins a first round playoff? Are we happy if Cam brings us to a cha- I mean, obviously a championship, or are we are we happy with uh, what a, a wild card game? Yeah. What what, it, what where are we happy with? What are yeah. we happy with? Good, good question. So first of all, I don't think it's fair to put um, you know the the win loss right. So like you said, whether it gets we win a, a wild card game, a playoff game, whatever. I don't think that's the right metric because I think there's other mm. questions on this roster that could make or break that. And we saw that in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. Um, so I, I think, you know, from the quarterback position, Cam just needs to A, not, you know, turn over the football, B, put the offense in a position to score at least 24 to 30 points a game. That's what it's going to take. You know, if you're dealing with, you know, the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, look out for the Texans. You know, you got Phil Rivers in Indianapolis. I mean, you're going to have to put up some points. And he's not Gonna, it's not always going to have to be on him, but there are going to be a couple games where, for whatever reason, if we're going to talk about the defense, I'm not completely sold on this being an elite defense this year at all. Um, there's going to be a time where he's going to have to, you know, do a, a Brady-like drive at the end of a half, the end of a fourth quarter. He's going to have to win two to three games by himself. So to me, that's the expectation I would set. I would I would expect him to put up like Brady-like num early Brady-like numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like I, we don't I don't mean 30, 35 touchdowns. If you do 20, 25 touchdowns touchdowns less than 10 picks a game win a couple games at the end of the game in the in the fourth quarter and don't give away a game to me that's good enough because that was good enough with brady and that won three out of four championships so that, that's my expectation yeah. that's what i would call a good a good year for Cam. and that's what i was telling wally it's just if we all know with bill belichick he's only going to exploit what you do well unlike the carolina panthers who just threw him out there said run just run get and just beat him up and just you know he, like i said he was a quarterback slash halfback the whole running back the whole time bill belichick is going to exploit what he does best and just do that and you know just do your job that's what he said i'm gonna give you the job just do your job i think cam can do that i think i think this is arguably going to be the best coaching and the best situation for him to learn and he's ever been in his 10-year career 10-11 year career in the nfl so that's why i'm just super positive about all of it yeah i mean i would say i mean i'm not as i'm not as you know jumping up and down waving pom-poms as much as you are warren but i I would say (laughs) i got the (laughs) pom-poms i'm hyped man I, I would say um, I'm like probably a six and a half, seven out of ten on the pom pom meter. And the reason I say that is I was really I would say this about New England fans, um, true New England fans. I think we were all really looking forward to seeing what Jared Stidham can do. And I say that because we've seen this offense the same way for now a long time. No, you know it's you know it's obviously gone through changes. Whether it was like the two tight end set with Gronk and, and Hernandez, whether it was like the speed up offense in 2011, 2012, whether it was you know pretty much 
much um, relying on the backs the last couple of years because Brady didn't trust young receivers and wouldn't throw to him and, and locked him out of games. Um, I think we were all looking forward to seeing what Stidham could do, um, you know, for better or for worse, because this was going to be the first quarterback in the last 20, what, 25, 30 years that wasn't Drew Bledsoe or Tom Brady, who were pretty immobile pocket quarterbacks who could deliver. And obviously, we all know Brady's history. So just to put that on the back burner for another year, um, that's the one part that's holding me back a bit. But again, at the end of the day, if, you know, we're starting with Miami, Seattle, <laughs> I mean, this 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 schedule is the toughest in the league. And if Cam, I think he's going to start week one, no question. But if you start to see Cam struggle and you start to see Cameron show up and start bitching about, you know, yeah, I didn't yeah, have a chance to study. Look, look, Wally says week three, he's out. I think, I mean, I say, I mean, what? I mean, let's look at the schedule real quick, right? So if we got Dolphins first up, that's not a cakewalk. We got the Seahawks next. I say they lose that game. Raiders, I think they win. Chiefs, I think is a toss up. Then, I mean, these aren't easy squads. Broncos, you know, they'll smash the Broncos. But 49ers, Bills, Jets, Ravens, that's not a that's not a cakewalk. So if I don't think Belichick will will not hesitate to pull the trigger on Cam, you say week three, I say week six. Okay, week six, week six if we're 500. If we're 500, I think you're going to start to see New England nation talk about what's up with Jared Stone. Mm. And I would I would embrace that too. Because again, what are you going to lose with Cam, putting him on the bench, or even releasing Cam, or even trading Cam? <laughs> I mean, you can't put anything past Belichick to do any of those three scenarios if Cam doesn't show out in those first six weeks. So that's why, you know, I'm, I think it's a, a solid, again, risk averse move for New England. And if it all aligns, they can be tough and they're right up there with the rest of the, the elite AFC. But if it doesn't, what are we losing besides development with Jared Stone, which is, is again, that's an issue for me. So that's how I feel about it. I mean, I love it, man. I just want to go back to, <clears throat> hey, you know, I think it was uh, Edelman responded to Cam Newton on IG and he said this playbook shit is like calculus. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, that's what I, that, that was. That was recent. Uh, I think it was literally either today or yesterday. Look, Cam's got to. Cam's got to get serious. You know what I mean? Cameron, Cam, whoever he's bringing, he's got to get serious. We all know that the Patriots playbook is serious. We all understand that, you know, um, Brady's been there for the last 10 years, and he's literally focused on uh, timing when it came to routes, and Cameron's a little bit different. And so you're going to have, you know, like I was talking to Warren, you know, are we going to see Julian Edelman really shine under under Cam Newton? Because Brady was great at finding Edelman based off of timing. If you have Cameron who does things a little bit different, holds the ball a little bit more. Are you going to be able to uh, find, uh, exploit the quickness of Julian Edelman in these open, you know, pockets if he's holding the ball and he's giving it to him a fraction of a second late? I- I'm nervous about that. I'm nervous about a lot of things. I do think that from an advantage standpoint, we have a great backfield. We got literally three running backs that is going to help, you know, Cameron uh, and take a lot of pressure off of him. Uh, and then we also have the, you know, the young core with the tight ends. Uh, we have a better offensive line than, you know, Carolina. But, uh, yo, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. That's all I can say. We'll yeah, see. if I if I could just add one note to that. So I actually believe it or not, can't believe I'm saying this. I agree with you on most of that. Um, and what I would say is, I think if you look at the 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 suite of receivers Cam's had in his career, and, I, and trust me, I'm not making this comparison as apples to apples. But Edelman reminds me a little bit of Steve Smith. Tough, run, good route runner, can get separation at the point. He's not going to beat you downfield, but he's that possession move the chains type of receiver. But you know, Cam and, and Steve Smith had time to build up that chemistry, and there was a there was a difference of a balance. You know, Cam came in as a rookie and Steve Smith was like, look, this is how you're going to run. This is how you're going to throw me the ball. And these are the routes I'm going to run. 
the balance yeah. is be different. What I think is going to be really interesting to watch is the development of the young wide receivers in New England. Because mm-hmm. after Brady, Brady basically said, I'm not dealing with young receivers. You bring me Antonio Brown, you bring me veterans, you bring, you know, and I'm going to work it out. But, you know, cats like Nikhil Harry, who I think with Cam, he presents like a Kelvin, I'm not saying body type, but a Kelvin Benjamin type of an option. Because Cam loves to throw the ball up and let his guys go get it. And Nikhil Harry has that skill set. I think a cat like Jacoby Myers could be interesting. I think a cat like um, the undrafted free agent, Jeff Thomas, coming out of Miami, speedster, you know, electric. Um, he's not obviously Tyrone Hill, but he, he is that type of mold receiver, right? And Cam can get in the ball. I think we're going to see real early if, if if Nikhil Harry can blow up and Muhammad Sanu can become what he's supposed to be with that goddamn second round pick trade. Mm. Things, I mean, things are going to be different. Then you got Michelle in the backfield. You got Damian Harris, who, by the way, was a beast in college. Who hasn't even beast. touched the field. Then you got this Dalton King kid who no one knows about, but you look at his tape. He's a beast. You look at his tape, he's good. He's good. Um, tape, he's good. Then you got this Devin Asiasi kid out of UCLA who looks like a young, again, not making the comparison, but like body type hands. He runs like Antonio Gates. So, I mean, there's a lot of what ifs and scenarios, but if Cam can be, you know, half of a field general that Brady was from that perspective, I mean, then you look out then then it's like the sky's the limit yeah. but mm-hmm. it, that that's a lot of what ifs that you're banking you know wins and losses off of so it's gonna be fun to watch but we'll see yeah yeah man hey we'll see what we get hey, at the end of the day Patriots still still my team i still have them up there as the team to beat in the in afc east until we get shut down, you know what I mean? Putting us right back up there, and we'll see what Cameron can do. Yeah, for now, for now, the only thing he's really done is just, you know, he's got us back in the news. He's got us relevant again. What's your record, Wally? What's the record this year? Uh, Patriots? Yeah. Uh, I say 10 and 6. 10 and 6. Mm. What, about, what about you, Warren? Mm. I'm around the same, man. I'm, I was going to say 9 and 7. <laughs> I'll go to I don't say about Tennessee. Yeah. There's an extra playoff spot. There's an extra playoff spot, man. So you know what I'm saying? I think ten and six I think ten and six gives us a good shot to beat, you know, to take home the AFC East against the Bills. I think if you go nine to seven, I don't think we're I don't think we're winning the AFC East. I think in the AFC East we're gonna be beating up on each other. Yeah, I am thinking like it's either ten and six or eleven and five, but my gut tells me it could go eight and eight, nine and seven, or twelve and four, thirteen and three. Because I, I think that is how unknown, um, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, we don't know how these guys guys going to react, especially the young guys. This is a young roster now. I mean, with the exception of Edelman, James White, I mean, all the play, all the skill positions are young guys. And even though, you know, they've won a couple Super Bowls in the last four years, there was always Brady was always there. Gronk was there to a certain extent when it mattered. Edelman was there. James White was there. So they had that veteran leadership. They don't, I mean, they don't have that general anymore. I mean, they've got cats with experience. So I feel like it's either going to go, it's going to be one of those seasons that we talk about, like, you know, 2007 to an extent, 2004 2014 or it could go you know to a to a place we haven't seen the Patriots go to in a long time so that, that that's my thought on the whole thing do you think the season is a failure if if the if the if we don't win the AFC East and the Bills win per, per, per se yeah I do <laughs> um because again I, I feel like the you know with the Bills I, you know the gap is narrow considerably there's no question about that and I think the Bills have made a lot of really good personnel moves and especially now they got Stephon Diggs right yeah um, and I think with Stephon Diggs and Ryan Allen who actually I think really highly of. He just needs to work on his accuracy. But he's got the physical tools. He, you know, he can scramble for tough yards. He can make tough throws. Um, and they got a defense. They got a they got a squad on defense. Mm-hmm. So man, this is going to go back to early 2000s Patriots dynasties where we're talking, you know, 2013, 16, 10, 21, 17. A whole bunch of nail biter games, which again could be the difference between nine and seven and thirteen and three. So mm-hmm. I think the Bills are going to be the toughest competitors. We always go skits 
schizophrenic with the Dolphins. So some, I, I, we're never going to win two every year. We always lose one, in, usually in Miami. And they got, you know, they've got a better squad. I think the Jets are shit as usual. So you know that that's where I see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think a division title in the Belichick era, still with the pieces he has, still with the coaching, probably the best offensive line or close to the best offensive line of football. You know, probably one of the deepest backfields in the game. Um, and you're not asking Cam or Jared Stidham to do much. I think that should be good enough to win a division title. I think that should at least be the standard. Appreciate it. You know, I think his in- his insight was awesome. Yeah. You know, I think definitely got to have him on the show a little bit more, man. Not even just on the, you know, just on the, just not even on the insider, uh, New England insider, but more on just, you know, everyday topics that we talk about, man. So great to have you, bro. No you know, doubt, brothers. Love what you're doing. Thanks for having me. Hope y'all stay safe. Keep your family safe. You know, one love. One love. All right. Once again, that was our New England Patriots inside of Vlad coming to us, telling talking to us about Cam Noonan, beginning of the season uh, with the Patriots. Always a pleasure to have him on. And like Wally said, we're definitely going to have him on as much as possible in the future. With that being said, uh, Wally, I was glad we got uh, Vlad on the, on, the, on the call to just prove that you were wrong and I was right. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it was, but all right. All in all, man, just just everything. You know, we love our Patriots. You know, this is a huge year for us. It's a big transition. For the last 20 years, we've only known one quarterback. And have to go from Jared Stidham and then ex- excitement or whatever you want to call it. Uh, this last week of Cam Newton, Cam or Cameron, whatever one you want to call him, whoever person he is today. Um, it just makes it exciting, especially with everything going on. And we don't even know we don't even know when football's going to start. But it's just exciting to know, you know, Cam Newton's on the team. And, and a lot of these moves is going on right now. But, hey, brother, I appreciate it, man. Another another showdown and uh you know just we're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling definitely bring Vav back again man he he, he was coming with some stats wasn't he? yeah i mean that's what <laughs> he's I making said, me feel know. like damn i need i need i need to get my stats up <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, vlad's always gonna come prepared you know what i mean so that's why i love to have him on the show it was great you know first uh guest appearance by him um on the wally and warren podcast and so uh yeah i definitely would love to have him on a little bit more I and mean, then we can start expanding you know through our other resources but overall brother good show um enjoyed it and um oh peace and love everybody stay safe in this uh covid craziness That's hopefully right, right. we can get hopefully we can get some sports on pretty soon bro EOT, baby. <laughs> all right everybody man take care take care of each other man keep tuning in Thank you for listening to the Wally and Warren Sports Podcast. You can hear them on Google, Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public platforms. You also can keep up with all sports news and the show on Instagram and Twitter at Wally underscore Warren. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Wally and Warren Sports Podcast.